Praise the Lord. May God bless you and welcome to The Word Restores. This broadcast is sponsored by Restoration to Eternity with Christ Ministries and supporters like you. Our aim is to share with you what the Word of God is telling us about how we should live as victorious Christians. Listen, there's kingdom work to be done, but how can we do it if we are unprepared? We invite you to join us over the next hour. It is our prayer that you will be richly blessed as we pray with you, as we praise with you, and discuss topics of interest with our special guests. Let's get into today's broadcast. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. As long as you can hear me, I'm okay. Praise the Lord. Oh, what a beautiful day. What a truly, truly beautiful day. Oh, hallelujah. You know, um, sometimes we look back and, and uh, today is a day that I'd like us to actually just look back for a minute, look back, remember, think about some things. And sometimes when we look back over, you know, our accomplishments in our lives, the things that have happened and the things that have, that, you know, that we have done, we are tempted to think that we did it, that it was by our strength. And of course, there were a few others who helped along the way. Even Jesus was my co-pilot. <laughs> Amen. But when we really look into the depths of our soul, it was no one but Jesus, sweet Jesus, who built our past from the foundation to the roof. Amen. So let's ask this question. Who built your house? Amen. Who built your house? Because we love to look back. You and I know that. And we see where we came from. You know, and, and we put a lot of eyes in it and I, I, I. But, 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 even when we say we, I want to break this down for us so that we can see God's hand in our building, in the building of our own house. This is Elder Juwa on The Word Restores. The number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. So we're asking the question, who built your house? Amen. So in order to really get into it, I'm going to start to go through and, and look at some of the rough steps that we go through to building a house, a physical house. Amen. So here, just, just roughly. So we have to start with the foundation. And, you know, as I was researching this, one of the areas that I noticed was um, the footings. And I had to look that up, and um, I, I searched through a couple of websites, and from doityourself.com, here's what I got. that These are concrete footings. They're concrete, so they, they've got to be solid. They're like braces under your house. 
So they keep the house from settling unevenly, or even in extreme cases, they keep your house from sinking into the ground. So you notice these braces are in the ground, in the earth. So because you see, if the house settles unevenly, you will see cracks in the foundation, maybe even in the roof, the walls, depending on the nature and the extent of the damage. Okay, let's remember, cracks in the foundation, amen? And if the house settles unevenly, so this the footing is actually a very important aspect of building the house, amen? So we're talking about the concrete footings and the foundation. Now, listen, I don't know if you're a contractor, but unless you're one, you do not pour the concrete footings, amen? Someone else does. Someone who is a, an, an expert, a master builder. Why don't we call him that? Amen. Ensuring that the water is drained away from those footers, building the vertical foundation walls so that they will rest on the footings and waterproofing the foundation so that it would not sink in. Amen. So th- let's think about it because we want, we're asking who built your house. Amen. Your house. So listen. So, okay. So the contractor has come, you know, the concrete guy, he's come and he's done the footings. He's done the foundation. But at that time, there are some, some uh, plumbing pipes, you know, those big pipes and electrical lines that might go through. Amen. So you've got, you know, the plumber, the electrician coming in to get some things done and you you yourself did not do this. You didn't pour the concrete slab for the rest of the house to be built on, amen? That concrete slab is sitting on that footing, okay? And unless, let's, I'm, I'm taking it step by step now, amen? So unless you're a master carpenter, you actually didn't even do the framing for the basic shell of the house, You didn't even create the rough openings for the windows, the doors to install them. What about the roof, the roofers, the the flashing, the shingles? I'll ask you, did you do all of that, amen? As a matter of fact, you had nothing to do with completing the basic shell of the house. And wait, we're not done yet because that's just the shell. You just don't live in the shell, amen? So here come the electrician and the plumbers again to rough in the plumbing and the electrical for the circuits and the pipes throughout the house. Then, of course, don't forget the inspections by the city. Something totally out of your control, inspecting to ensure that the job was done well, according to the pattern, according to the rules, according to the regulations of the city. Now I'm going somewhere with this. Amen. I am going somewhere with this. But I, I, I want to get into who built your house. I'm looking at your house. Amen. All right. So the city comes in and it's inspected. So now you can start, you know, hanging your drywall, mudding and taping and sanding and priming the walls and and the ceilings and installing the door and the window trim. It's starting to take shape, amen? And you know what? Maybe you're ready to help with the painting and finish the work. Maybe some painting, maybe some cabinets and countertops. How handy are you? 
finishing the electrical and plumbing fixtures, installing uh, the flooring. Maybe you can do the final cleanup work. But whatever it is, so you've moved in. Thank you, Jesus. And here you are. I got my house. I moved in. Amen. Yeah, I built my house and I moved in. No. But I'll tell you what it's time for. Once you have moved into the house, it's time for the maintenance. It's time to make this house your home. Yes. It is now your responsibility to maintain your house. But how can you honestly say that you built your house? Amen. How can you say that you actually built your house? So I want to bring it to you and me, but we're going to do this after we hear the first song we're ministering in song about leading me to the rock. Amen. I don't know what your situation is, but I can tell you that there is a rock that is higher than we are. Lead and lean on the rock. The Bible says he's the stone that the builders rejected. They call him the chief cornerstone. I invite you to enter into this place with us. I invite you to enter into the place where the rock of our salvation. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Lead me, Lord. Lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
This is Elder Joan of Word Restores. The number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. So we were talking about the building of your house. Amen. And really the question was, who built your house? Who built your house? You know, we, we've established that someone else is the one who was building your house. Amen. But I want to bring it to you and to me because now that it's built, it's time for the maintenance. It's time to make your house your home, your responsibility. So can we honestly say that we built our physical house, this body, this temple of the Holy Spirit? Think about it. We actually had nothing to do with our building. We had nothing to do with our birth. We didn't even have the expertise before our birth. Just think about that. So there was no way that I can say that this this building was built on a foundation that I even knew about. Not at that time. But now that we are here, we need to maintain our house, which is now becoming our home. And that house includes our mental, our emotional, our physical, and our spiritual well-being. So I wanted to get this straight for us. The fact that this body is not a body that you and I built. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. But given the information that we have and we continue to get, it's a body that you and I must maintain. So, time to look back at the foundations, at to who actually built this house, our house. Amen? And what we need to do is delve into to the Word of God and see what the Word is telling us about who built the house. This psalm is a psalm that we all love to quote. And it's Psalm 127, verse 1. I'm going to read from the NIV, and it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. So just as with a physical structure, so it is with our physical bodies. So even if there are builders, carpenters, the concrete contractors, the plumbers, the electricians, the Lord had to be involved. He created them, each and every one of them. He ordained them for the work to be done. And as a side note, perhaps that's why we have so many, not so many, but some crooked workers out there, crooked carpenters and plumbers and you name it. Perhaps they were not ordained by God. Amen? Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because, you see, if they were not, they would not have the expertise to do the job that was needed to bring us all together, to bring us to the state that we're in right now. So 
let us continue to go through the scriptures. I'm going to take it a step at a time for us today. But I want us to go through the scriptures and remember, because we really need to remember, first and foremost, who this God is. Amen? Because we're asking the question, who built your house? And we're beginning to establish, number one, that it was not us. Amen? And we are beginning to see that it actually was God. So we need to establish who he is, and we're getting back to the word. I want to take a look at, and if you have your your Bibles and you can follow along, that would be great. Um, I want to look at Amos chapter 9. And I'm going to start from verse 5 and just read, give you a picture of who this God is who's doing this building. Amen. The Lord, the Lord Almighty, he touches the earth and it melts. And all who live in it mourn. The whole land rises like the Nile, then sinks down like the river of Egypt. He builds his lofty palace in the heavens and sets its foundations on the earth. He calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out over the face of the land. The Lord is his name. Amos chapter 9 verses 5 and 6. Amen. So whenever we get ourselves just a little bit too puffed up, let's take a look at Amos 9. Amen. If he only were to touch the earth, it melts. And think about it. Remember when we talked about the footings for the foundation? The footings went into the earth. Uh-huh. Into the earth. And now what we see is he's got such power that he, he, all he has to do is touch the earth and it melts. Amen. The whole land rises and it sinks Listen to this. He builds his lofty palace in the heavens. And wait a minute. This scripture tells us he sets his foundations on the earth. You mean just like our foundations on the earth? No, my brothers and sisters, it's more than that. It's an awesome and a mighty God we deal with. Amen. So what we're talking about is he's, he's just so awesome for words. So when you and I say, I did it, just be mindful. Amen. Let's bring ourselves back down to who we are. I urge you to go back to Genesis 1. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the, the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. We couldn't even be part of it. Amen. This is the God who built our house. And when we start to think about it, I urge you not just to go back to Genesis 1. And I just read from Genesis 1, 1 to 4. 
But how about John 1? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Not even you and me. Oh, hallelujah. In him was life. And that life was a life, the light of all mankind. And the light was shining in the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. Think about it. In the beginning, God. It wasn't in the beginning, God and me. And, you know, God was my co-pilot. No, 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 no. In the beginning, God. Amen. I want us to even remember, we got, we're just going to to um, slow walk this one for a minute. I also want us to remember Job chapter 38. You remember when Job and his friends were speaking out of turn about Job's troubles. And when God had had enough of, uh, you know, sometimes I, I call it trash talk and it wasn't really. But what it was, was they were speaking based on their understanding and their understanding was not enough. And when God had had enough, he finally rebuked Job. Job, where were you when I did all these things? When the Lord started speaking. And that was Job 38. And I'm just going to read for a minute from from verse 1 and read for a few verses. And we'll get the picture of this awesome and mighty God who built our house. Amen. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Whose plans? Oh, my Lord. Help us, Jesus. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Huh. Let's remember that. Tell me if you understand who marked off its dimensions. Surely you know. You know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? Oh my goodness. While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness? When I fixed limits for it? Watch it now. Limits for the sea. You see how the sea just comes up and goes back? I fixed limit for it and set its doors and bars in place. Verse 11. When I said, this far you may come and no farther, here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place, that it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. Oh, praise the Lord. It's such an awesome picture of God and who created the creator. And yet, here we go again. In verse 4, Job 38, God says, Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Now remember, 
we talked about the foundation. We talked about the footings in building a physical house. And remember that foundation was on the earth. Amen. So when he was creating the foundation for the earth, my question is, where were the footings set? Mm. Amen. Our footings are set in the earth. When he laid the earth's foundation, where were the footings? Do we know? Ah, praise the Lord. And who laid its cornerstone, the cornerstone that gives it that accuracy, that plumb line. And we know that our, oh, hallelujah, our cornerstone is Jesus, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, the chief cornerstone, the head of the corner. Amen. So God is asking these questions. And why is he asking these questions? He wants to make sure that we understand that even Job and his friends understand that you and I understand that he's God. He's the one who's building. It's built by him. And we have a caller on the line. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you, Elder. How are you? Oh, I am blessed, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Oh, who Amen. built your house? Amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> there is only one builder. Oh, hallelujah. The author and finisher of our faith. Mm. Amen. So I, I love that when you went to Job. I love that when the author and finisher of our faith want to know where were you when I did all of That's right. <laughs> what were you? It's all spiritually discerned. When we start speaking on the topic which you're speaking about today, we can go natural and we know that's going to deteriorate. Amen. It's not here for any permanency or house. As we can listen and allude to here in Detroit how all these homes are being torn down that are built with man's hand. Mm. But we know that there's a place that's not built with man's hand that we're all going to go to. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. A building not made with hands. Not made with hands. Not Amen. Made with hands. That's the only one that's going to endure that has any elasticity to it. Yes. That is not built with hands. Mm, that's awesome. That is truly awesome. Yes, yes, yes. And we have to understand it, my sister. We've got to remember that it was the Lord who built it. And, you know, you just brought up um, the remodeling that's going on um, in Detroit. And, and I'm sure that there are many other um, cities, inner cities, that, you know, have these these old houses that... Um, you know that that have to go through uh, another another cycle, another remodeling cycle, and even for us as as we start you know getting old and and I'm not even thinking about age, but but you know just stuck in our ways, that it's also time for us to to go through another remodeling cycle. Amen. Amen. Absolutely, and it's only that one can take us through that is the Lord because anything else we'll start trying to be like somebody else wants to be and do like someone else wants us to do. And, yes. And until the Lord comes and put his hands on us and allow us to see willingly where we at. Amen. Because this is a willing, willing thing here because if I force someone to do something, it's only as long as I'm there watching them or as long as they feel that they can maintain. But you can't maintain things that are fake. 
Mm. Those falsehoods is it, 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 non-maintainable because you're going to forget. That's just like a lie. Wow. You, you, you tell a lie and you're going to forget the fullness of the lie and you're going to tell a little something different than the first lie and the, before you know it, you're caught into another lie. And yes. that's how uh, the Bible speaks about it as we go from lying to uh, not speaking the truth, so we'll forget those things. My Lord, my Lord. So we have to be mindful, truly mindful yes. of who we are. Really amen, amen, amen. Well, thank, thank you. you. Know, I was just, just listening to you, and, I, and, I, and it, it resonates in my spirit because that's a high subject. That's a high calling that you're speaking on. Um, even the words that you're, you're reading from, it, it's spiritually discerned. It's not going to be discerned by the natural man with a natural woman where you can understand the gravity of what the world says. Yes. Well, that's that's a, a strictly a normative there. Amen, amen. And sometimes because we see our natural bodies, we focus on that. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's time for us to sort of step back and also realize that um, God is in the midst. God is in the midst. And, and the, for, um, within, for the next half an hour, I'm going to move on to not just this, this um, who has done it, who has built it, and we've established a foundation, we've established a footing that's God, but we want to go on to all of this remodeling and reorganizing and things that we want to do. You know, um, we've got things in our minds that we want to do, our own plans, and the question still has to be, who is it that's going to be in the middle of that? Amen. Amen, my sister. Oh, God bless you. Again, and, and I, you strike my core again, I'll be calling back. <laughs> okay, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> Bye-bye you. now. Amen, amen. The number to call is area code 313-871-9656, 313-871-9656. Amen. So listen, listen, listen. We got to get to this house. So now that we are here, now that we are in this house, this house that has been built and we established that we had nothing to do with it. Amen. We may have had a little to do with the physical house, you know, maybe the last minute painting and, you know, and, and doing the decoration. But right now in this house, in the house of our birth, we're here. And we are in these mortal houses, these temples. And we sometimes think about redesigning and implementing our plans to remodel our house. We've got some additions. We want to add some stuff. We want to tear down some stuff that we don't like about ourselves. And when we do, let's consult the maker to ensure that the foundation can still hold our new plans. Amen. Because you know that we like to, you know, sometimes we get a little bit, you know, I I use the word um, that it gets old, it gets a little dated, you know, and and we want to uh, jazz it up a little bit. But we have to understand that even with the plans that we have, God has got to be in the midst. And, And we're going to minister in song now. Um, a song called This Old Building by Daddy Peoples. Um, and when we come back, we are going to consider David, his plans. Amen. 
That's how we are. That's how we are. We just get restless. Amen. We get restless as we move on and we say, wait, 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 wait a minute. This ain't, this, this is not what I like. This is, this is not the plan that I'd like to have, you know. Um, yes, yes, God, I got it. But, you know, I, I, I'd rather do something else. I'd rather move in a different direction. And I want to consider David, King David at that time when he, you know, God had given him some rest from his enemies, and 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 here is David in First Chronicles chapter twenty-eight, and I do want to start from verse uh, verse one, and I'll read. There'll be a few verses, but I, you know, I want to want you to get the picture of what's going on. He has plans for a temple for the Lord. So David, he summoned all the officials of Israel to assemble at Jerusalem, the officers over the tribes, the commanders of the divisions, everybody, amen, officers in charge, just just about everyone. He, he called them to the palace, even the warriors and the brave fighting men, verse 2. And he rose to his feet and he said, listen to me, my fellow Israelites, my people, I had it in my heart to build a house as a place of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord, for the footstool of our God, and I made plans to build it. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Now he's recounting this this uh, this story but what he's saying is he had it in his heart because that's what god has given us oh you know a heart amen he has given us that mind he has given us but let us see how god interacts with david with his plan amen this is now a remodeling amen because up until that time the ark of the covenant was in you know it was intense it was not in a permanent building place so he had made plans to build a house for the for the ark of the covenant of the lord verse three but God said to me, you are not to build a house for my name because you are a warrior and have shed blood. Did you hear that? What God is saying is, I didn't have that purpose for you. I didn't have that plan for you. Amen. So I'm going to continue and we can get back. Yet, verse 4, yet the Lord, the God of Israel, chose me from my family to be king over Israel forever. See that? He actually chose him. He chose him as the warrior. And yet he's saying, I didn't choose you to build my house. He chose Judah as leader 
And from the tribe of Judah he chose my family, David's family. From my father's son he was pleased to make me king over all Israel. We know the story. Of all my sons the Lord has given me many. He has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. He said to me, Solomon, your son is the one who will build my house and my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son and I will be his father. I will establish his kingdom forever if he's unswerving in carrying out my commands and laws as is being done at this time. Verse 8. So now I charge you in the sight of all Israel and of the assembly of the Lord and in the hearing of our God. Be careful to follow all the commands of the Lord your God that you may possess this good land and pass it on as an inheritance to your descendants forever. But did you see how God operated? He is the one who ordains us and blesses our plans. One more time. He is the one who ordains us and blesses our plans. So even if it is in our hearts as it was for David to remodel God's house, even if it is in our heart, let us consult the maker of the foundation to ensure that our plans fit into the foundation of his house. Amen. We were speaking of it earlier with my sister who called. It was God who built the house. It was God who knew your design and my design beforehand. He knows what your house can and cannot handle. In David's case, his house was built to rule forever, to displace the enemies, but not to upgrade the house of the Lord. Amen. And so with us, let us seek God's advice before we continue on our own merry little journey. Hallelujah. We may even think that because we are doing it for God, for God's work, in the name of Jesus, that it should be okay with God, right? Right, David? See what happened? David? You thought you were doing it for God. You thought that this was a reasonable idea. But your plan to make God's house permanent, a permanent temple, did not fit with the foundation that God had built for you, David, for you, Anne-Marie, for you, Brenda, for you, Jim. For you, John, it did not fit with the foundation. Please consult the Lord as you go around trying to remodel and remake who you are. Amen. He's got the foundation. He knows what he wants done in your life. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. How awesome it is. How awesome it is for us to begin to understand how awesome and mighty our God is. And even when it comes to us, even when it comes to the plans, as in Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you, 
even when it comes to those plans. It's all about God. Amen. Hallelujah. The number to call is area code 313-871-9656. on the word restores. Who built your house? Amen. Who built your house? I want to take it now into the New Testament and just listen to the Apostle Paul in Acts about building. You see, toward the end of his last missionary journey, Paul returned through Ephesus, knowing that he would not see the elders there again. He would, you know, he had met with them. They and and these were the Ephesians. Um, Ephesus was the the city. Um, he knew he would not meet with them again, so he called them together. He gave them an inspiring, an inspirational message to, so that they would remember how he had lived among them so that they would remember the message that he preached to them and what they had learned from him. He knew he would not see them again, and he wanted to be clear of his own conscience that he did as best as he could. So he warned them even about the false doctrines that would be infiltrating their ranks. But as he closes, he says, And now I commend you to God and to the message of his grace, a message that is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all who are sanctified. It's the message about God's grace, uh, commending you to God. It is God, the message about it and about him. That's the message that is able to build us up. So what we have to also recognize is, my brothers and sisters, that we have to get in the word and we need to stay in the word so we, have to be, so we can understand the message that will build us up, that will show us that this is what we should do. That even though we have quote-unquote, in our hearts to do something else that we can, we have, we have something that we can come back to and say, does this work? And not just the message, we can go directly to God, amen, and ask him. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2 and 20, we are built this, this message is built on the foundation of the apostles and their foundation comes from that footing which is our God and our Lord and, and, and our, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Built on the foundation of the apostles like Paul and on the prophets. And Ephesians 2 and 20 tells us with Jesus Christ himself as the chief cornerstone, as the head of the corner, as, as like the plumb line, amen, for the rest of the building. God's already laid that foundation. So even, even as, as uh, the apostle Paul says that he had laid a foundation, this was in 1 Corinthians 3, he says, by the grace of God, the, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care. Amen. And when he talks about the foundation that he laid, 
God had already laid it. You know, we talked about the footing and the foundation. God had already put that, oh, hallelujah, put that footing in place. This foundation that he laid, he laid out for them, but it was already there. Amen. So as a wise builder, he knew, he knew the rules. He knew the regulations. He knew what was around the foundation. He knew how far he could go with this foundation. He knew and he passed it on. He passed it on. Amen. So somebody else who is coming to build, you know, we were talking about who built your house, someone else who is coming in to build on this spiritual foundation, so they will know exact dimensions for our foundation. Isn't that awesome? Verse 11 of 1 Corinthians uh, 3 tells us, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one that's already laid, you see, which is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. How awesome, how awesome our God is that he had already laid this spiritual foundation. Now we were talking about the physical before. Now we are moving into the spiritual foundation that he can lay it. And it's Jesus, nothing but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And always remember when we talk about God, Amen. Jesus is God the Son. We're not talking about anyone different. Amen. Thank you. So what I want to do is I want to read just a little more um, of this particular uh, message to the Corinthians, starting with, we started with 1 Corinthians um, 3. Uh, and we started with 10 and 11, and I'm going to read 12 and maybe go on for a few more verses um, because that, that ties it together for us. Um, 11 said, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that was already laid, which is Christ Jesus. And then uh, the Apostle Paul says, if anybody builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, oh, Wow. Do you think that we would do that? Yes, some of us do believe in riches, right? Some of us do believe in laying our own spiritual foundation based on the natural. But he's telling us even now that if we do that, the work of this builder will become visible for the day will disclose it. When the time comes, it will be disclosed. It will be revealed with fire over the end. And the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. And if what has been built on the foundation survives, then the builder will receive a reward. So the question is, do you want a reward? Because now this is the spiritual house. This is this, this remodeling that we're talking about. Amen. And if the work is burned up, then the builder will suffer loss. He'll be saved, but all his works, gone, because these are the physical things. Build your house on what? On spiritual, amen? What are you saying, Paul, that we need to be mindful of what we are building on this house? Is that what you're saying, that we need to be mindful of what we are building on that foundation? Why? Why, Paul? Why would we say this? What? What is the question? Amen. 
And, and why do you want to tell us and why do you want to warn us about it? Well, let's, let's minister for a minute in song and then we will come back and begin to wrap it up to um, answer this question as we um, have another 10 or 15 minutes on the broadcast. Hallelujah. Psalm 127 song. Unless the Lord. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, unless he does, amen, Psalm 127. But we were talking about Paul, and God bless you to my Facebook family. You know, um, that we need to be mindful of what we are building on our house, on this foundation. Why? Why? Well, Paul says, did you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God temp- God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. So think about it. Think about what we are building on this temple. Amen. Oh, don't deceive yourselves, he says in verse 18. If you think you are wise in this age, you should become fools. If you think that you know, just like David, he knew that you know God would want him to build that temple for him. Amen. To build a temple to house the Ark of the Covenant. And God said, no, I'm giving that, that job to your son. I'm ordaining your son, Solomon, to do it. Amen. So in verse 18 here, we, we see, don't deceive yourselves. If you think that you are wise in this age, you should become fools so that you may become 
wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Amen. Why are we saying this? Oh, my Lord. And this is from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And, and earlier, the Apostle Paul said, you can't build on any other foundation but that of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So what he's saying to us is don't don't start getting too smart. You know, oh, I'd like to do this. And even when you think that you want to rebuild yourself and, and you know, you're doing it for ministry, you're doing it for the Lord, it doesn't wash with the Lord. If he had not ordained you to do it, it will not come to pass. Amen. So I'm going to read one more uh, scripture that relates to this, uh, this, what should we do? Amen. And I'm going to read from first Peter chapter two, verses two to six. And Peter now is saying to us, like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, now that you have recognized that it is the Lord who is your maker, who has laid that foundation, laid the footings for you. So as you come to him, which is the Lord, the living stone rejected by human beings, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built, watch it now, into a spiritual house, oh praise the Lord, to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Amen? Acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So we have to recognize that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. Amen. And why are we saying that it was acceptable to God the Father through God the Son? Because through the work that God the Son had done on the cross for you and for me, we have access to God the Father. Amen. And making it acceptable. He is our creator. He is the one who built this temple. Amen. We are the ones who want to modify this temple. But he is the one who has built it. Amen. And let us all remember this. Oh, praise the Lord. And in the last four or five minutes, I want to get to the bottom line for us. Who built your house. Amen. Hebrews. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. We are told, therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in this heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. Fix your thoughts. So if my thoughts are on Jesus, I would want to know in any plan that I want to make, anything that I'm trying to do that will change the nature of, of who I am, I do have to definitely run it through Jesus. Pray to him. Let him know what I want to do. Amen. Let him know. Talk to him. Hallelujah. Hebrews 3 verse 2 says, He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all his house. So Jesus was found worthy of greater honor than Moses, just as the builder of the house has greater honor than the house itself. Whoa, let's stop there for just a half a second. 
what we are told here is that the builder of the house has greater honor than the house itself. So it's not about you and it's not about me, my brothers and sisters. It's about the master builder. And I'm not even talking about the Apostle Paul because he says it, that he was as a wise master builder, as the wise master builder. I'm talking about God, no one but God. God the Father through his Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And he is greater and he has greater honor <laughs> than we do. Always point to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Always point to him. Always seek him in whatever you do. The builder, the builder, God, our builder. He is the one who has built our house. And he's the one that you and I need to continue to say, the Lord, amen. No matter what you're trying to do, God this is what is in my heart. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, by his spirit, you can, as you hear his spirit, you would know, you would be shifted into the position that he has for you in the name of Jesus. We're asking you now, hallelujah, that you not be concerned as much on this physical, but on the things that are eternal. Amen. Fix your Thoughts on things eternal. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In 2 Corinthians, and this should be my last scripture, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 1, we are told, we know that if the earthly tent we live in, hallelujah, you notice it's now called a tent, a tent, a temporary structure, my goodness, a temporary abode. It's the tent that we live in. If it is destroyed, we have a building from God. Mm. An eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Oh, hallelujah. So what are we going to be concerned about? Are we going to be concerned about this house? Continually concerned about this house and forgetting about the builder of the house? Amen. And forgetting about the eternal forgetting about the spiritual. Amen. No, I say to you, my brothers and sisters, it's time for us to get back to knowing who we are, who made us, and understanding that we still need him, no matter what, no matter who, and no matter how. And this is Elder Jewa signing off on The Word Restores. May God bless you, and may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen. We sincerely thank our supporters for sponsoring this broadcast and pray that you too will be moved to become a sponsor. Let us reach out to continue to spread the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the airwaves. To contact us, simply log on to our website, thewordrestores.org or through Facebook, Anne-Marie Jewel. Or call, send us a text, to area code 313-466-0349. I'm your host, Elder Anne-Marie Jewa, a fellow servant in Christ. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen.